You're listening to the AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers with your host, Eric Elliott. I want to welcome you to the AdCast. This is going to be episode two. I am with South Carolina State Center Marlon Kimson from District 42, which serves both Charleston and Dorchester counties. And also Marlon is uh, an attorney uh, with uh, Motley Rice Law Firm, national firm here. And also, like he said, he's a servant I don't want to say politician, but he's a servant. <laughs> but first, he's a father, you know, and that's a father first, and he's be- two beautiful children. And hopefully, I didn't mess that part up for our listeners that didn't hear us in episode one, Marlon. Correct? I think you got it right. Awesome. I might I might have mentioned my kids' names, Marley and Marlon, uh, but otherwise, you got everything right. Awesome. See, I got I got to put the kids' names down there. <laughs> so, in episode one, we talked about you know. The NCAA, we talked about, uh, you know, paying student athletes. And and one thing I want to kind of tell our listeners, too, is uh, right now, you know, Marlon works at a firm, but none of those opinions that he may have is reflective of his firm. Correct? Correct. So, um, you know, he's, you know, speaking out. And also uh, State Senator Kimson back in 2014, he actually introduced a bill uh, to actually start doing things, putting things into motion now for what's happening and signed off in California as far as getting student athletes paid. We already know there's there's a huge opinion on it. Some folks are like, it's going to ruin college football. You shouldn't do this. And then you have some athletes, they can't really speak out because some of them are still playing for big universities. We've talked about some of them who are actually sidelined for their career, who have been great uh, student athletes and, and did very, very well before. But um, we want to kind of dive into kind of another section here. Uh, we talked about student athlete or amateur athlete, and I think the NCAA back in the 60s or 70s, they coined that phrase. So what does it mean, student athlete or amateur af- athlete? Because these guys look pretty good to me, and girls. Well, it, it's just a legal fiction. That's what we call in the law. It's a legal fiction that allows them to exploit. Mm-hmm. Athletes, because if you call them profession, uh, professional, you then you got to pay them. Uh, so we're amateur. Look, look, the reality is there's nothing amateur about these folks. Mm-hmm. We're now witnessing uh, universities building practice facilities with barbershops and swimming pools to the tune of in excess of $50 million. As we pointed out in the last segment, the Assistant coaches, on average, in the state of South Carolina, are now earning three to four million dollars. The head coaches' salaries rival the CEOs uh, on Wall Street. Twelve million dollars for Dabo Sweeney, all in. Eight million dollars for Muschamp, and he has a losing season. Uh, Sixteen billion dollars generated collectively by the uh, mainly the D1 schools, but all of the uh, colleges and universities under the NCAA. Mm-hmm. There's nothing amateur about this at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what, what has happened is uh, this, this whole case is being litigated. And the Ninth Circuit, Claudia Wilkin, has opined that the NCAA is operating as if it were an illegal cartel violative of the United States antitrust law. Uh, They are basically suppressing an available market for these young men and women and paying zero for labor. And so I think uh, with the legislation 
that uh, has been successfully passed. Uh, and that bill in California uh, to pay athletes for name, likeness, and image was passed unanimously. Hmm. I don't. We've never had a bill, uh, to my knowledge, in the state of South Carolina, uh, pass where everybody voted for it. Sometimes you got people abstain, uh, but but that, that's a powerful uh, message. And then, of course, in a uh, big in a big state, in a too. big state, yeah. uh, and of course, uh, Governor Newsom signed the legislation, and so it is forcing uh, the NCAA to the table. Absent that successful mm-hmm. uh, legislation, I don't think we'd be having this conversation today. Wow! So, I, I want to throw some some actual some notes. It says that college athletes, on average, earn eighteen thousand dollars a year, which is below the poverty line. An annual scholarship money. That's according to the NCAA publications. Yeah. So what we're talking about is they're they're placing a value on room and board and maybe some uh, college of attendance. They're adding up what a, what what the value of the benefit these students receive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's just imagine a pizza. Now you know Little Caesars. You buy one pizza, you get one free. And you know why they are able to do that is because the more pizzas you sell, you can spread the cost out over all of your customers. College is no different than a pizza. So what happens is that that number you just quoted is actually born by all of the students uh, in terms of activity fees mm-hmm. uh, and tuition fees. Mm-hmm. And so there's no additional teacher being added because you got scholarship students. You're just spreading those costs out, which makes even further the point that we should be paying these young men and women because although education is a significant value, and I encourage all students to take advantage of that education, Mm -hmm. the reality is $18,000 is not a lot of money, and that's being borne by the other students. Wow. So folks like, we talked about this, and, you know, a prime example is that uh, are people like LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, definitely one a Hall of Famer, you know, one still playing, one of the greatest players playing right now. But they skipped college to go pro. And one of the things, again, I want to quote LeBron, and I don't want to kind of screw this up, was he said, I had to do it because he knew exactly where his family stood. You know, he didn't have anything is what he says. And now uh, if he had run that risk, he wouldn't be what we call King James today. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, these guys are, are, are big proponents of that. Are you, uh, in your opinion, do you think when a student has the opportunity to go pro, should they do it and forego graduation? I'm not, I know you're not saying don't get your education, mm-hmm. but is that something that you think they should no question, consider? No question about it. I mean, uh, I remember Daryl Dawkins, I believe it was Daryl Dawkins. The dunk man. Who who did the same thing a long time ago. And he said, well, college is that good. With this paycheck, I think I can buy me one. Uh, And so the reality is is that uh, in college sports, you have a lot of you're prone to injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, These guys are out there giving it all. And those hits, you know, they got microphones on the sidelines now. You hear those hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, who knows if Kobe or LeBron 
played college, they may not have been able to go play pro for injury. Look at what happened with Zion yeah. uh, Williamson uh, yeah. last year when his shoe, uh, uh, he hurt his yeah, ankle because of his shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, there, you, you're, you're prone to injury. You can all, at that young age, you can always go back. Uh, to college and get your education. You can hire the finest tutors. You can hire uh, people to help you uh, navigate through uh, some type of curriculum to uh, bring yourself up. Uh, so I, I, I don't disagree uh, that they, uh, I, I, I think they made the right decision. Wow. With that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to go into a lightning round because this is the AdCast. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. All right, so I want to welcome you back to the AdCast. Uh, Senator Kimson, this has been a great episode and I'm hoping that those folks out there who have actually shown some interest or some concern into athletes being paid or even into the NCAA that they would listen to this but this is the ad cast so I want to take it somewhere really quick and this is what we call a lightning round we ask all of our guests this there's no right or wrong answer so what we will do is I would ask you about the mediums and you would tell me the pros and cons of those each of those mediums right now like uh, I would ask you, like, you know, radio, how f- effective do you think it is or not as effective as it used to be? Um, so I'd just like to hear your thoughts on that, okay? Sure. All right, Thank so you. I'll start out with the first medium. It would be radio. What are your thoughts on radio? Well, I, I think it depends on the demographic. I know in the African-American community, uh, when I talk about uh, campaigning, uh, I certainly make uh, a large spin on radio to make sure that I reach my listeners um, and the audience intended that I want to motivate to go vote. And the thing about radio is it's not as expensive as TV. Uh, And oftentimes we don't get the opportunity to raise enough money Mm -hmm. to be on television. So I think radio is very effective uh, and they have uh, the technology technological capacity these days to uh, let you know when the times, for example, driving to work Mm -hmm. or coming home from work uh, to give you the most bang for your buck. Okay. Television. Uh, Television is the penultimate, uh, the gold standard. Uh, People watch TV and uh, it varies by different uh, demographics there. Again, young people uh, mm-hmm. are not uh, television watchers like older people. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some uh, statistics on race uh, that are enlightening. But I think by large part, if you want to get your message out and you can afford it, uh, TV way is the television is the quickest way to do it. Got it. Newspaper. You know, people don't read uh, as much as they used to. Uh, I don't know if it's because of social media uh, or, or what have you, but uh, the hard copy television uh, or the newspapers have largely gone out uh, or largely extinct. I still get a hard copy uh, of some local newspapers, uh, 
Chronicle and the Post and Courier, but um, many people uh, use social media or the electronic device mm-hmm. uh, to get their news these days. So uh, I would put that on a lower uh, priority in terms of uh, 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 the buy and okay. whether it's not if it's effective. Okay. Um, outdoor advertising. Um, I would I would say the same uh, as newspaper. I mean, I think it's effective uh, in terms of people who are in that proximity, particularly repeat travelers. They see uh, a, a repetitive uh, uh, face or name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't go in that area, then I don't, you know, I don't know how much good it does. So I would put that on a lower priority. I think that's uh, really good for a lot of folks' ego uh, to see the, their name or their picture on a billboard, but I'm not sure how effective that is. One of the things that you brought up earlier, we talked about social media when we were talking about newspapers. So how do you feel about social media, and, and also what do you think is the most effective and why? Well, I can tell you, uh, you got to be careful about social media, particularly as a, uh, a politician uh, or a public servant. Um, we live in echo chambers, so our friends are our friends. Uh, so most often what you find is you preach into the choir. Um, and so uh, now paid social media is different than just Absolutely. his or her own social media. 100%. And so you got to have a good social media consultant so you get outside of your echo chamber and you pinpoint the the target audience mm-hmm. um, and so that's uh, I think I think social media in terms of political advertising can be a bit overstated uh, because um, it gives you the sense of campaigning uh, but if you look at the results um, I think that uh, uh, people who rely on that don't see the results at the ballot box that they expected unless they've engaged a social media company to make sure that that uh, message reached an audience beyond those who were who weren't already singing on the choir. Absolutely. I agree. Now, which which social media outlet do you feel is effective and then why? Um, Twitter. Um, you know, uh, I tweet few characters you can get a message out there mainly because it's quick uh so this weekend i put out a statement uh, addressing the confederate battle flag and before you know it the washington post picked it up now i wouldn't normally have contact with the washington post but obviously somebody over there is a follow follower of my page uh Mm -hmm. otherwise i would have had to picked up picked up the pick up the phone and call them, yeah. uh, which that wasn't my intent to, to go national with it, but my message went national, and I think Twitter is an effective way of communicating, communicating that. you got to be careful about Twitter because oh, yeah. once it's out there, it's out there, and you can't edit. Uh, and if you like me, I misspell. My thumbs are big. I misspell <laughs> some words, people. and I'm, 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 I'm rushing fast, and so you got to be careful. The Internet is instant, constant, and permanent. <laughs> Instant, constant, permanent. Direct mail. Um, you know, I, I, I just really don't know. I, I know that in terms of politics, um, it, 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 we, we, we have gotten in a habit of it's more traditional. It's, it's a traditional, and, mm-hmm. and, and in my district, 
we got a lot of older voters, and they like those pictures, um, and they, they use those. I, I run into people at church all the time and say, man, I got your your brochure with your two beautiful kids and you grinning. I framed it. <laughs> wow. um, and so, uh, you know, we'll continue to do that to reach the older voters. Um, uh, I just think that's effective for that demographic. Online advertising is the last one, like Google. You mentioned Facebook ads, but... Um, You know, I I haven't had a whole lot of experience with that. I expect to do some of that Mm -hmm. uh, with my next campaign. Um, I think that, uh, you know, we'll have to look at the results, but I'm going to budget some money uh, to do some online-sponsored ads targeted to certain demographics. Okay. Uh, Well... I want to definitely thank you for being part of the AdCast today. You've been a fantastic guest today. So I want to thank State Senator Marlon Kimson for being on with us. And uh, State Senator Kimson, how can people find you, uh, contact you, follow you, if you if you don't mind sharing? Sure, your sure. I I I need. I appreciate you asking. Uh, State Senator Marlon Kimson on my Facebook page, my official Senate page, mm-hmm. State Senator Marlon Kimson. And then please like my Twitter page or follow me on Twitter at Kempson for South Carolina, at Kempson for South Carolina. Uh, those are the two primary social media ways to contact my campaign. But if you want to join and you want my newsletter, which I put out a newsletter, you've helped me with my Absolutely. newsletter, Marlon Kempson. In fact, you created my That's right. website, MarlonKempson.com, right. and there is a, uh, there's a uh, link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll get all my newsletters. Marlon Kimson. You can also donate at MarlonKimson.com. Absolutely. Help him fight the cause. Um, so I want to thank you, uh, Marlon Kimson, again. I want to thank our awesome video production company, Craft Creative, for being our studio sponsor is on this as well. Thank you for the folks who listen to the ad cast and for people giving us their most valuable asset, which is their time. That's the one thing that money cannot buy. If you feel this podcast has been great and it's been a help to you, I'd like for you guys to be able to share it, tell your friends about it, you know, and also share it on social media as well. And like we mentioned in the beginning of the show, you can listen to us anywhere. Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Stitcher, and you can also watch this podcast on YouTube. And I want to thank our guest again. But to catch up on past episodes, go to veryimportantplacement.com or follow us at VIP Marketing One. This has been the AdCast. Copyright VIP Marketing and Advertising. Produced by Craft Creative. When all eyes are on you, make it count. From audio to video to graphic design and more, Craft Creative can do it all. We don't make commercials. We craft creative. See what we can do for you at wecraftcreative.com.